We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Tuesday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by Ben Miller. Ben and I are going to kick things off by talking tonight's six-game NBA slate on FanDuel. Then later on, John McKechnie is going to join me to discuss Week 15 running backs on FanDuel. So still some more football left to go. Uh, you can follow Ben on Twitter at BenManDoingWork. You can follow me on Twitter at Jakeski52. And one quick reminder, if you happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please take a second to give us a nice rating leave a comment any and all feedback is appreciated ben we're going to get things going with nba let's jump right to the top of the slate there are four high price guys tonight for clayton kershaw's if you will i like to say but russell westbrook is twelve thousand six hundred. anthony davis is eleven thousand nine hundred. and then lebron james and kevin durant are both ten thousand let's just say hypothetically ben you can only pick one of those guys who is your man this evening this is definitely a tough one as there's a couple of players here that um that are in some favorable matchups uh, Westbrook should be a great play in that up-tempo matchup with the Trailblazers. 
Um, but I'm still going here with Anthony Davis. Davis and the Pelicans have already played the Warriors twice this season, um, and Davis has carved up the Warriors with ease. I mean, uh, their mm-hmm. first matchup, he had 45 points, 17 rebounds. Um, second contest, he had 33 and 13. Um, those stat lines don't even take into consideration assists, blocks, and steals. Um, I mean, that's 76.9 FanDuel points during that first game. Um, so I expect him to, to definitely have that big night. Um, you know, pushing matters even more in Davis's favor uh, is the fact that the Warriors are likely going to be, out, be without Zaza Pachulia. Um, missed the last two games with a wrist injury, and he's currently considered doubtful. Um, so, yeah, without Pachulia, I think the Warriors are going to have some serious matchup problems in the post there. Probably going to have to put some Draymond Green on Davis. Um, but, I mean, it, I think that's going to be another strong showing for Davis for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, someone... I mean, it's going to open up more boards for a guy like Davis, who's averaging, I mean, 10.2 rebounds a game so far this year. Right. Of course, 26 points, 10 boards, uh, double-double there. Um, so, Russell Westbrook, you think he's got a tougher draw against Portland, or do you just see the salary being way too high to hit true, quote-unquote, value, I guess? I think yeah, I, I think both players do have, like I said, a really good matchup. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think when you save about a good 700 there, I mean, mm-hmm. it's worth it in the end. Yeah, to, you can put that elsewhere. Right. Um, so you, I mean, is it even possible to do a super GPP with both? Like maybe we can find. There's only six games on the slate tonight. We'll get to that in a little bit, but we're gonna have to find some cheap guys if we're gonna try doing both. I mean, it's definitely possible. Um, mm-hmm. You're just gonna yeah. you're gonna have to take some big time risks right. there, here. There's definitely gonna be some of yeah. those minimum contact contract guys that you're gonna have to you know just go for all right so outside of the upper tier you know we like anthony davis of course but what middle tier guys are you looking at potentially using kind of in the seven eight thousand dollar range that you you pair up with the top guy and then can still work for more of a balanced lineup i mean right off the bat i'm looking to get Kristaps porzingis into my lineup uh, to pair with davis at that power forward spot um he's posted a double double in four of his last five games coming off that 26.12 rebound showing um, which was 58 Fanduel points against the Lakers on Sunday. Um, you know, more and more, this guy's taken over as one of the Knicks' go-to guys, and I, I don't see him having much of a drop-off game against a Suns defense that's pretty porous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Suns are giving up 44.5 Fanduel points to power forwards this season, which is um, good mm-hmm. enough to be the fifth worst in the league. Yep, so. 45.5 over the last five games. Yeah, as well. right. So, so it's, they're yeah. definitely up there in terms of matchups to target tonight. Yeah, and they, they don't really have that guy that's dynamic enough to um, you know defend mm-hmm. Port- Porzingis, who's you know good on the inside and the outside. So. Uh, I think he's looking at a big night for sure. Absolutely. What about in the backcourt? Any any other guards, like a point guard you might be targeting? Yeah, I also really like Kyrie Irving. Um, this is a guy whose salary was up over you know near the 8,000 mark earlier this season. Um, always has that potential of going off for a huge night. He's, he's down to um, 7,000. Yeah, seven thousand flat actually. Wow. Um, so I mean, there's obviously a reason that's fallen off, and that's because he struggled over the last few games. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty three points and three assists. I mean, those assist numbers are pretty low for for a point guard, mm-hmm. um, especially a point guard that is dealing with LeBron and Kevin Love on his exactly. team. You think you, the assist numbers would get up? Point being, they're not going to stay that low forever. Right. Yeah, I, I don't see that just you know hanging around there. I mean, he shot four of thirteen in their last game. Um, so about like thirty percent from the field. That, that's only going to go up too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see any way that you know that poor poor stretch of lingers any longer. Exactly. Especially going up against like the battered yeah. Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these guys are hardly players to me. They're stocks sometimes. And one big thing on the stock market is you want to buy low. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, 20.3 FanDuel points his last time out. That was his, uh, it's the second worst total of the entire season right. here. And I would, I would, I would bet just about anything that he'll have 25 or more tonight. Just, yeah. You know, barring some sort of uh, freakish circumstance. So there's a good chance he hits value and you're not going to find his price much lower, possibly the rest of the season here. 
other thing, Ben, I'm looking at the NBA uh, lineups page, which is actually one of the free features on RotoWire that you can check out. Of course, uh, for the full extent of our DFS tools, you can try RotoWire.com slash free. But our lineups page that we are uh, the fastest in the industry, we're, uh, that's free to everyone to take a look at. And it always also lists injuries. And the big thing that jumps out at me, Ben, is the Memphis Grizzlies situation. There are tons of key players that are, are marked as out. I'm counting five different players uh, that, that are ruled out already. Can you kind of break down who's out and where we might be able to find value in this situation? Yeah, first and foremost, without Mike Conley and Marcus Saul, those are the two huge guys there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they're also going to be without Chandler Parsons, James Ennis, and Brandon Wright. It's, it's tough to th- like. They're going to have to mix this up between a bunch of different mm-hmm. players. Like, you think they run a deep rotation or, or a tight rotation with like some of the backup guys? I think just a couple. Like they don't have the bodies to get to mm-hmm. get those deep rotations. Um, so so for, right from the get go, I'm probably looking at Tony Allen. I mean, he's the veteran guy there. I mm-hmm. think he's going to you know take it on himself to to um, to, re- to really step up there. I mean, he was a, I liked him a lot better when he was like the the mid to low four thousands guy, which he was, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the last few games or so. Um, but I think, yeah, he's going to be the guy that's going to have to pick up the slack there. And um, he's one of those rare breeds of guards that gets a bunch of rebounds despite being one of the smaller guys, um, which always boosts his value. And, I mean, he's recorded over 30 FanDuel points in, in three of the Grizzlies' last four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's some um, some decent potential there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at for value, especially when I'm trying to get these big guys in my lineup. Another team dealing uh, with an injury, a pretty big one, is is the Thunder. Can you break down that situation? Yeah, Victor Oladipo, one, you know, their, their second you know, fiddle to, to uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, he's dealing with a wrist injury. Uh, didn't didn't practice yesterday, um, so it looks like a true game time de- decision tonight. Um, I don't see a ton of value in the reserves behind him. Um, with with a guy like Anthony Morrow being the next man up, mm-hmm. uh, Morrow is basically a one trick pony as a scorer. Um, doesn't have that essential cross category production, so mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's much to see there. If anything, it probably just adds some additional shot attempts um, for Westbrook, who will likely try and you know take the game over if if, if his sidekick's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm having a tough time fading Westbrook because I'm putting lineups together tonight. I think yeah. it, it might uh, depend if you if you're able to wait around for that Oladipo update. Right, and yeah, and it's, yeah, exactly. I so that's a, yeah, so that's a decent one. But yeah, I, you know, I'm looking at Morrow's game log. He's minimum priced at 3,500, but your upside's it's a risky play because your upside's pretty limited. Right, it would be GPP only, and you'd be counting on a very average player getting very hot here. Yeah. on Tuesday night. All right, any other value plays that you're looking at to fill out that lineup tonight, Ben? I'm a, Devin Booker at 5,800 could be worth a look tonight. Um, I had a lot higher expectations for him earlier this season, but he's still been solid going up against the Knicks defense, which is one of the worst teams in the league at defending shooting guards and mm-hmm. small forwards that area. Um, so yep. this, this guy's a scorer. If he gets hot, you know, look out. He, he's definitely going to put up some numbers. Um, uh, going back to that Memphis situation, I do like Michael Green a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Both it, of the shooting guard position, correct? Um, not yeah. Michael Green. Oh, Green? Oh, no, I can get him in a power forward. Yeah. I mean, we have talked about a bunch of power forwards already. Yeah, see, Davis, see, that's tough singers. because I've, yeah. got, I've got Anthony Davis and Kristaps in my lineup already. And, and yeah, Green, I, I guess I like Green. He has a good opportunity there. Um, I mean, geez, look at Green's game log over the last, uh, I mean, 29, 29.6, 32.5, 27.9, 39.24.9, 34.5. That's his game log yeah. in terms of fan duel points per game, seeing 27 or more minutes in each of those contests. Yet he's only 5,500? Yeah, and it, without Marcus Gasol, man, that's that's a great deal. I, usually Gasol's going to be the one that gets those easy put back, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, those easy boards. But, you know, they're going to put in one of those young rookie centers. Um, I, I just see Jermichael Green being the guy that, you know, really kind of 
of fills in for Gasol, not one of those other Absolutely. guys. So, yeah, at that value at 5,500, I think that's a great look. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Ben. As always, to break down the six-game NBA slate. Of course, check out all of our uh, our, our DFS tools on rotowire.com, optimizers, value reports, defense versus position, uh, tons of articles to help you get going uh, with your FanDuel plays this evening. Fantasy football and basketball fans have all the victory every Sunday. That means uh, FanDuel offers new fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week to ensure no busted seasons. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. New this year is an upgraded user experience. Get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head contest. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half wins cash. Play in larger tournaments for even more excitement or play for just a buck. There are choices for every budget. Personally, I like uh, in NBA terms, I just like that single entry NBA dribbler because I'm not, I'm not the type of uh, DFS player that will throw in you know 20 different lineups on a given night. I'll, I'll get my lineup of my guys, enter it in cheaper single entry and, and see where it goes. And it's been pretty successful. Of course, big thanks to Ben for those recommendations this season here. But once again, have all the fantasy that football and basketball has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. It is time to welcome back John McKechnie to the show. We're going to talk a little Week 15 running backs, uh, break down the whole list from top to bottom, then offer up some cash game and GPP plays, get you ready for those lineups on FanDuel. If, is your season-long league shot? Did you Were you stuck with Mike Evans and Melvin Gordon and Devontae Freeman and Des Bryant and the list goes on and on this week? If your season-long league Drew is Brees. shot, yeah, Drew Brees, yeah, dude, we could just name these guys forever. I mean, I, I, I'm for, fortunate enough to stay alive in two playoffs leagues what about you john uh i'm we started the playoffs in, in one of my leagues and it's a two-week matchup thank god because i had a lot of pitfalls for, from mm-hmm. the, from those guys that you named i just immediately got ptsd like thinking yeah. about this past week so i got quite a hole to dig myself mm-hmm. out of i do like two-week matchup that's an interesting uh, uh structure i guess because it doesn't put you, know, you could have a great team all year and then have just a league like this or half your team takes a crap and and you're stuck with the two week matchup. Does it? The only thing I have with two week matchups is it usually means you're playing through week seventeen, right? Yeah, so that that's the the one downfall, I guess. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, the whole point being, if your season long league is trashed and all your season long players are dead to you, it is time to get going on FanDuel. And John exactly. and I are going to yeah, help you we're out. Hammer it. Yep, we're going to hammer out some running backs for you here. Let's quick start with that Thursday night game. If you happen to be playing that Thursday night slate, we got the Rams at the Seahawks. The Seahawks, despite getting absolutely trounced by the Green Bay Packers. On Sunday, with Latarski in attendance, yes, with with myself in attendance watching that game, I, it must be the good luck charm. I'm two and zero at Lambo this there year, but anyway, Seahawks got wrecked by the Packers. That has not stopped them from being minus fourteen favorites against the Rams. It's actually moved even more towards them since the firing of Jeff Fisher yesterday. Of course, we got Jared Goff under center with a new interim head coach. Things are going to get interesting. But looking at running back specifically, John, is there anybody you'd go out of your way to play this slate for? I honestly know this this game is going to be ugly. I, mm-hmm. I think Seattle wins it. I don't know if they win by by the full 14 because the Rams do kind of tend to drag them down into the mud. Uh, but, I, you know, we're looking at a scenario where the Rams are, are – or both teams are playing on a short week. The Rams, you know, will have three days of, of the interim coach, you know, at, under their belt here. So we got Thomas Rawls at 6,400. I guess I like him the best amongst these running backs. And then mm-hmm. Gurley – 
you know, his price continues to plummet and, and rightfully so because, you know, mm-hmm. until golf shows something, teams are just going to stack the box against Gurley. That's, you know, that's nothing new. That's not rocket science, and they're going to stop him. Mm-hmm. And Still- Seattle's got the bodies to do that, guys. Like Bobby Wagner just runs stuffers. You know, losing Earl Thomas with the broken leg obviously affected them against a quarterback like Rodgers, sure. but it has nothing to do with their run stopping, really. Exactly, and, it, you know, it's going to be in Seattle so that I think the Rams are going to try to, you know, limit how much – uh, they're going to make golf do things, so that that just means they're like Seattle's always going to have eight guys in the box. It mm-hmm. just really spells trouble for Gurley, and then a couple minimum price guys, Zach Zach Brooks and Marcel Reese. I know Reese got a few uh, receptions this past week, but I, I don't think, even though he's minimum price, I, I don't think he's going to be a part of any sort of like winning lineups this week. I don't think he'll get the touches to do it. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to play Thursday, then maybe you consider the Seattle defense, though they are the highest priced on the Monday through Thursday slate at fifty two hundred. So I guess a word of caution there otherwise um i don't know maybe you look for jimmy graham in a bounce back he's gotten his price down quite a bit to 6400 making him the fourth tight end here but either way if you're playing the thursday portion of the slate the running back situation not looking great no. but let's move ahead to the sunday one where we've got quite the tier quite the tier one of nine thousand and up we are dangerously close to having a running back surpass ten thousand dollars in salary to what i believe would be the first time this year on FanDuel. i can't recall any running backs doing so yeah i don't think i've seen any anything higher than what david johnson is this week yeah david johnson checks in at 9800 against the saints here i mean they're the saints are so bad against the run that there's at least got to be he has to be in consideration right in my opinion, I might just stay off of J- David Johnson this week at 9,800. I mean, we, we wanted him badly at 9,700 this past week against the Dolphins, and he was fine, but, you know, mm-hmm. you needed Bell on Sunday in order to do anything. And exactly. I, think, I think you and I were kind of on the same page last week in thinking that Bell at at 9,000 flat was probably going to be the better mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. I, I think Bell is probably a better option this week for 400 cheaper mm-hmm. uh, than Johnson. I, I just think 9,800, it doesn't leave you a ton of room for profit, and I think people see that. That Saints defense, see that Saints matchup, and they, they immediately think you have to play him. So his ownership's going to be super high. So mm-hmm. I'm going to fade him yeah, in the off chance. Productive. That, that, exactly. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, people look at the Saints and they think immediately that it's a defense to target, okay? But this is the time of the year where season-long numbers don't mean as much as like last five, maybe even last ten game numbers. And, mm-hmm. and the Saints have gotten better against the run since getting Sheldon Rankins back. I mean, there's no joke about that. I mean, their defensive interior, you've got Nick Fairley, Sheldon Rankins, uh, Paul Kruger's more of a pass rush guy, and Cameron Jordan as well, a pass rush guy. But, you know, for as bad as people perceive the Saints' defense to be, that's a really good front four. It, it absolutely is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they actually rank 16th against the run uh, by DVOA's metrics. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that you know, that means that they're at least – you know, competent. Yeah, I mean, maybe a team to target in terms of wide receivers because they're right up there in terms of fantasy points allowed to wide receiver. But we're talking running backs today. And, and David Johnson, although I think he'll have a good game, I think there's a good chance of 20 fantasy points. We're probably in agreement that you want to take that salary and push it towards a $9,400 Le'Veon Bell who is at Cincinnati this week. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, Bell showed everybody this past week that, I mean, he he's pretty much on a, on a weekly basis maybe the best uh, fantasy running back. I, I think he set a record uh, for most total yards from scrimmage. Uh, there is something that had been held by Jim Brown since the sixties, you know? So yeah, they, I mean, the guy's crazy. just a machine and he gets all the touches out of that backfield and Cincinnati just, they've taken a big step back this year overall. Obviously they're coming off a win against Cleveland, but you know, who isn't? So, I mean, the Cleveland Browns haven't won a game in 365 days as of today, last December 13th, 
Johnny Manziel led them Johnny to their Manziel. last win. You see the picture of Johnny Manziel with uh, with uh, Barstool's president the other night, just pouring champagne on his face. That's uh, that's it's, picture it's, perfect. I got to check the that picture. out. Yeah, so it's been yeah, it's been that long since mm-hmm. since the Browns have won. So I, I think that that Bell is just going to be able to eat the Bengals alive this this week. Mm-hmm. And I also think uh, the other guy in this tier, Lashawn McCoy, going against those Browns. Uh, at 9,000, I think, is a really strong play as well. Exactly. Either of those guys, I'm taking over David mm-hmm. Johnson this week. Yeah, fade Bell at your own risk. Let's make that disclaimer. But if you do fade Bell, I think it's almost locked that you need to spend that money on Sean McCoy. Yes. If you fade these top backs, I think, I don't know, running backs is so top-heavy and shallow that, especially at this time of year, I think it's probably better to put your money into the top running backs because the uh, even the top receivers, your Beckhams and Browns, are a little bit volatile. If you shelled out for Antonio Brown last week, you probably did not cash in your lineups same thing i mean odell beckham ended up with a decent game but if you shelled out for i don't know des bryant or there's a lot of receivers that you could have uh, could have hurt you mike evans yeah uh, mike evans the highest price guy on the on the mm-hmm. board last yeah, week mike evans was in my lineups uh but you know i was limited i didn't make as many lineups last week because uh of the lambo trip but uh yeah he was in the my few lineups that i had and of course uh rough experience for me but anyway Let's move to tier two, John, where we've got Ezekiel Elliott at 8,500 against the Buccaneers. And then there's Melvin Gordon at 8,000 against Oakland. But Melvin Gordon was carted off early last week against the Panthers. He has both a hip strain and a knee sprain. Or maybe yes. it's the other way around, something like that. But um, either way, he's pretty banged up. And, you know, we're not going to know for sure until the official injury report comes out. I'd say that you do not want to play Melvin Gordon this week. Right. It's it's unfortunate because I think that a, a matchup against the Raiders is, is always pretty favorable for the running backs, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't see a scenario where even if Gordon does suit up, I don't think he's going to be the Melvin Gordon that we've been used to seeing all mm-hmm. season. I mean, the, the lower body injury like that is just going to inhibit his, you know, uh, kind of lateral agility in addition to just his, you know, mm-hmm. like forward speed. So I just don't see where I'm going to be playing Gordon at all this yep. week. Uh, Props to FanDuel for adjusting salaries. Gordon's backup, Kenneth Farrow, is 6000 instead mm-hmm. of the minimum price of 4500 Had Farrow been left at the minimum price, his ownership would have been absolutely off the charts. Oh, yeah, we could have seen 50%, 60%, yes, even 70% ownership here. But uh, at 6,000, Farrell becomes a little bit less of a lock because you just haven't seen enough of him this year. Exactly. Uh, and he, you know, he wasn't overly impressive this past week in, mm-hmm. in relief of Gordon. I think he was pretty well under four yards a carry. And, and I mean, and that was a, yeah, he was under four, I think it was like 3.4 yards a carry or something. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that was against a Carolina team that's essentially thrown in the towel at this point. Mm-hmm. And that was also playing without Luke Keekley. Exactly. So yeah, if you can't do it in that situation mm-hmm. then uh I, there's very little optimistic i mean the raiders have a decent i mean front seven cleo mack and uh disrupt some things as we all know of, of course. course um now 75 to 7900 only one guy in the tier that's Devonte freeman at 7700 now the reason he gets attention he lost a lot of people their season long matchups this week so i know his ownership might not be that high because i think a lot of owners that are out of the playoffs are out of the playoffs because of him and inserting him into a daily lineup is just one of those thoughts that makes you sick to your stomach Right. So he might be off, but he doesn't have a bad matchup. The 49ers, just the worst run defense in the league continuously. Exactly. So, I mean, really, we're just hoping that if the Falcons do do pull ahead, which which we imagine they will, that we just don't think that it's going to be by 42 points in the third quarter again, mm-hmm. at which point, you know, the, the Falcons will keep their starters in yeah. and keep their foot on the gas a little bit more than they did this past mm-hmm. week. Because, you know, last week was a scenario where, where Coleman had 10 total touches. Freeman had six carries for six yards, I, I want to say. Um, so I think this week, 
we're not going to see as much Teron Ward. I think we're going to see the, mm-hmm. the more standard Freeman Coleman combo, and I think both of them should be. It's going to be like that that Saints game from earlier in the season when both of those guys went off. Like if you picked either yeah. of them, you did totally fine. I think that this is going to be a very similar week, so I think Freeman definitely has a bounce back here. Yeah, I mean. Colin Kaepernick's been rough the last couple of weeks, but I think he is good enough to score some points against the Falcons. Not necessarily make the game competitive, but competitive enough. I mean, the right. 49ers are dreadful, probably not quite as dreadful as the Rams, who, I mean, absolutely just got destroyed this past week. So Devontae Freeman and, you know, hint, hint later on, and we'll talk about maybe a little Tevin Coleman checking in at 6,500 as both options, because as we saw with Blail Powell, I mean, granted, he got help with injuries, but Blail Powell ran 140 yards and two touchdowns yeah, on the ground against the 49ers. I don't think any of us really expected that out of Blail Powell, even if he, even if we knew going in that he was going to be the starter in this matchup here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't anticipate a yeah career day. Yeah, some of the best DFS lineups this year, some of the winning ones that I see, I always like to see how the top finishers perform. A lot of them are people that are taking the backup running back against the 49ers. I, I know uh, one of our RotoWire guys, Vlad, won big one week when he used. Uh, Mark Ingram and Tim Hightower both in the same lineup against the 49ers and a lot of people you know just didn't think to do that and it was a good contrarian place so there's value in all running backs and they play the 49ers maybe even Ward is a super GPP option but before we even get down to those wild cards let's talk about the fourth tier the $7,000 to $7,400 guys we've got DeMarco Murray $7,400 at Kansas City Lamar Miller $7,200 against Jacksonville and Carlos Hyatt $7,000 at Atlanta anybody jump out at you in that tier John? Well Carlos Hyatt's coming off an excellent game against to you know what had been a traditionally a very strong Jets run defense, uh, so I, I I do like him. You know at seven thousand going against Atlanta here. I, I don't think that Atlanta's run defense is all that good. Although they were able to limit Todd Gurley this past week, I still think that you know that this. This 49ers offense is a little bit more multiple. I think that Hyde should have easier lanes to run through than, than Todd Gurley did, so I can definitely justify mm-hmm. 7000 for him. I, I think DeMarco Murray also at 7400 It seems a little bit underpriced for, for what he could potentially give you, both as a pass catcher and as a runner mm-hmm. against a, a, a defense that's not unbelievably good against the run. It's really good against the pass, but not not necessarily uh, terrifying against yeah. the run. Well, I mean, the Chiefs got a pretty big boost recently with Dontari Poe, the nose tackle, and uh, D. Ford, an outside linebacker, coming back. But also in that uh, Thursday night game, a lot of people forget, Derek Johnson That's suffered right. what is a season-ending injury. I mean, he's the quarterback of that defense, the middle linebacker middle, yeah. here. So, uh, yeah, I could see very much. I'm going to start DeMarco Murray, of course, without hesitation in season-long, but uh, even in DFS, he has a pretty good shot. And, you know, he's been one of the most consistent fantasy running backs this year exactly if you own DeMarco Murray there's a good chance you're still alive in the playoffs because he was a third round pick for most people this year you know based on ADP and I think he can keep keep it going this is a nice tier uh, for running backs here um, for sure so next in the 65 to 6900 we just get everybody else essentially right um you know there's it's it's a big list of people guys that are hit or miss sometimes a little inconsistent uh i mean one play that jumps out to me is jeremy hill at 6600 at pittsburgh now pittsburgh's defense gotten a lot better lately but just historically throughout the season i mean i shouldn't say historically this recently uh they have been known to give up a few big games to running backs on the year they did hold LaShawn McCoy in check a little bit last week, but Hill, because he's the guy now, um, right. he seems to jump out at me. Uh, what are your thoughts on him or anybody else in this tier that jumps out at you? I like Ajayi, and I know he's not on that uh, electrifying pace that he was earlier in the season here, but you know, with, with Ryan Tannehill dealing with with a knee injury, probably going to be out this week, I would mm-hmm. imagine. I think the, the Dolphins might end up running the ball more, and obviously the Jets are going to adjust and try and tr- you know kind of load up against the run a little bit, but like I said earlier, 
earlier, Carlos Hyde had a really nice game against them. I think that Ajay is just going to see the, the type of volume necessary. Like he might not be averaging a ton more than like four yards a carry Sunday, but if he could, if he pushes for over 25 carries or something like that, then he's definitely going to be worth that 6900 price tag. Yeah, remember, that's a Saturday game. So if you're playing Sunday only, that's uh, going to be out of play. But, you know, the Jets, their nose tackle, Steve McClendon, um, he's a little bit banged up still, I believe. So he's got that hamstring injury. So that could adversely affect the run defense there. I mean, they... They're, they've been all right against the run, pretty kind of middle. I don't want to say middle of the pack. They're they're a defense that has been strong against the run. I mean, you got guys like Leonard Williams and Muhammad Wilkinson. I know Leonard Williams burned me as an opposing IDP this week. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I mean, they're thought to be good. But I think someone like Ajayi, if given the opportunity, uh, could actually do some damage against them. I think so too. Yeah. The, the, where where the Jets are most vulnerable is definitely in the secondary. But mm-hmm. yeah, but, with uh, Revis having the down year, but. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe uh, I mean maybe Petty has an off game after a pretty decent full full time start. There, mm-hmm. he could have an off game, and game flow could dictate a more run heavy approach. That could always help. Also true. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about cash game uh, plays, John. You're going to just start your fifty fifty lineup, and you need a back to base everything around. We mentioned that it's probably a good week to pay up for running backs, not just because we're the running back guys on Tuesdays here, but because uh, they seem to be more consistent and give you a higher floor, which is exactly what you want in cash games. You're starting with one guy who is going to be, John? I, I do like LaShawn McCoy this week going against, going against the Browns. I just think, you know, anytime that you get to, to face the Browns with a, with a guy that you would you'd consider even against really good defenses, a guy like McCoy, uh, I think you have to absolutely uh, get him into at least some of your cash game lineups here. And, it, and at 9000 you know, it's a price break from, from your David Johnson or your, or your Le'Veon Bell. I think he's going to be the lowest owned amongst those three. So that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that, help, you know, that helps elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I just think that McCoy will have the opportunity and he's got the best matchup of that little top tier bunch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you want to use a Matt Ryan in your daily lineup and pay up for in the quarterback position, or if you want to get one of the bigger tight ends in your lineup or just any chance at a, at a solid expensive receiver um you know you're gonna have to uh maybe save a little money in places and i, I love mccoy he's a great play he's gonna be in at least one of my lineups but i think going down the list to Devonte freeman at 7700 like he's as chalk as it gets this week and maybe you know you might the ownership percentage will be up there but i feel like it's a week where Devonte freeman can both run and catch mm-hmm. uh this week and uh and that's going to be big things that's against the 49ers here so i think his floor is at least 15 points with potential for a 30 plus point game Dang, all right. Now, heard right. it here first. Yeah, heard it here first, exactly. But what about those GPPs, John? Uh, you know, looking for maybe a cheaper guy, someone with a little less ownership than normal that uh, could help you get over the hump here in uh, those big tournaments. I think you'll like this one. Uh, Mike uh, McCarthy kind of just came out and finally said it the other day. Ty Montgomery is is a running back for the Packers. He hasn't been in a wide receiver meeting in months, apparently. Mm-hmm. So he checks in at 5,000. I know that that Packers backfield uh, can be a little bit muddy as far as how those carries mm-hmm. and touches are, are distributed, but I think he's probably the most talented, healthy running back that the Packers have right now. And, uh, you know, going against the Bears, Bears are, are competent against the run, not great, um, but they're, they're a little bit banged up on that side of the ball in general, even though they've been kind of been uh, a little bit scrappy of late, I would say, mm-hmm. the Bears have been. But I still like Montgomery here as sort of a dart 
I, I would guess. I don't think he's going to see a ton of touches here, but I think he's got the explosiveness and the shiftiness to to really make those touches count. Yeah, and I, I know Christine Michael of the Packers has been they're slowly trying to work him in more, but he was still kind of running the wrong direction yes, a couple exactly. times. Exactly. So I'm not quite sure he's ready. Now you look at Ty Montgomery. Uh, the only other game, other Packer game I've been to this year was a Thursday night game against the Bears, and in that contest, I remember very distinctly, Ty Montgomery carried the ball ten times for 66 yards. He also, uh, I'm sorry, he carried the ball nine times for 60 yards. He was targeted 13 times and caught 10 receptions for 66 yards. So despite not reaching the end zone, it was a 22-point PPR day, which is massive. So uh, especially in those PPR formats, I know FanDuel half-point PPR, I think there's good potential for uh, Ty Montgomery this week. And the fact that he's only 5,000, I mean, that's pretty cheap. Exactly. That's dirt cheap, actually. And, it, it you know, cheaper than your Kenneth Farrells, your Belial Powells, those types of guys. I think you got to jump on that opportunity. I'm going to go back to that Atlanta Falcons well. Uh, you know, I kind of hinted earlier in the show that uh, for my GPP play, you know, it might be one of those situations where you could actually use two Atlanta running backs. And it's not even a bad strategy in cash games because then at least you know you're getting – Whichever guy's going to have the big game yeah. against San Francisco, ninety five percent of the of the Falcons' yep. rushing production, then exactly going to be good. And if, if they lead this game, which I expect them to at home, that means thirty to thirty five carries. Exactly. Uh, I would think, especially if they get an early lead. And Tevin Coleman at sixty five hundred all of a sudden becomes very juicy. Now, if he wouldn't have scored a couple times last week, that price would be even lower and exactly. better for GPPs. But I still think this is a situation where you could conceivably use both Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman in your lineup. We'll uh, call it the Vlad Selder. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, we'll call it the Vlad this week. But uh, I think this is a is a chance where you could do it. And even if you do decide to go with Lashawn McCoy, who I think is an excellent pick, John, I can't knock that one bit. Tevin Coleman at sixty five hundred at least gives you a little bit of a price break to give you reasonable wide receivers, right? And and that'll get you going here. So yeah, I'm really I'm really big on those Falcons. I think there's a good chance that Matt Ryan could c- c- uh, cement his his MVP candidacy this week. Mm-hmm. But he's going to do it on the shoulders of the backfield. Yeah, I think it, yeah he's definitely going to be helped out by that by those running backs and. Uh, Mm-hmm. I, I gotta get at least one lineup where I'm using both. I, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like the strategy a yeah. lot. Eric. Yeah, it's a very unique strategy, but uh, it's something that you definitely have to consider. Before we sign off, we have a special offer for new FanDuel users. Get a free six-month subscription with a $10 deposit on RotoWire. Go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire to take advantage of this. I mean, I don't know why every DFS player hasn't done this yet, John. It used to be $25, which was still a great deal. It's now down to 10 bucks. So you get 10 bucks to use on FanDuel, then you get six months to RotoWire to use all of our tools. I mean, this, that is like the best deal in all of fantasy sports, and hopefully we can help you turn that 10 bucks into uh, some, some bigger amounts of cash here. Listening to John and I, that's a good start. If you're already a FanDuel user and still want to check out the website, be sure to go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D taken advantage of that for a deal already or you've been on FanDuel a long time you can still get 10 days check us out on rotowire.com once again I'm Jake Latarski you can find me on Twitter at jakeski52 and I'm John McKechnie you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKex the Rotowire daily fantasy sports podcast will return Wednesday with Paul Bruno and James Seltzer oh wow you're actually wearing your hair down tonight yeah because I finally decided that I love my hair I figured out the solution for my morning frizz midday poof and even next day bedhead it's frizz e secret weapon touch-up cream by John Frieda well you and your hair look flawless flawless and touchable feel see it's soft smooth ends no flyaways shiny well I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing frizz e secret weapon only from John Frieda